God invites us to climb mountains that we don't think we are capable of climbing. Moses finally said yes. Will you? Here's part two of climbing mountains. Sounds exactly what I was experiencing. <laughs> Words from the Kirk brothers. And what you want to say is, who am I? Who am I to do a flipping podcast? Who am I to, to sit here? Who are you to run for governor? Who are you to run for superintendent? You know, who, who are, I mean, this is the question that we all ask ourselves. Who are you to write a book? Who are you to write a book? That's so good. Yeah. Who are you to start that business? Who am I to start that business? Who am I to pursue that promotion? Who am I to, to, to take on that new job or change careers? Well, that's an incredible question because it, I said it myself, when God invites us to move from here to there, hmm, the voices, the voices get started. And, and here we see one of the greatest, one of the greatest leaders in all the Bible dealing with the same thing. And let me show you, it's amazing that he even put, puts this in the word of God for us to be able to see because verses 11, it says, but Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? And then God said, God said, uh, I'll be with you. And this is your sign that I will. And he goes on. And then in verse 13, Moses does it again. But Moses protested. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? And God replied to Moses, tell them this, I am has sent you. God has sent you. Well, <laughs> for Moses, that wasn't good enough because he goes on and he says, but Moses protested again. What if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me, God? Maybe they'll say the Lord never appeared to you. This hit me also. Because guess what? When you declare you're running for governor, when you declare you're going to do a podcast, when you declare you're going to run for superintendent or you're going you're gonna to put your name in the hat for a leadership position, there are going to be these questions of people are going to say, who are you to do that? They're going to they're gonna be asking the same question you were asking. Who am I to do that? And guess what? Then the people are going to say, who are you to do that? <sighs> well, it keeps going. I mean, this keeps going. Then the Lord Ask Moses, uh, Moses pleaded with the Lord in verse four, in, in t verse 10. He says, I'm not very good with my words. I've never been and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get what? I get tongue tied mm. and my words get tangled. Mm. This is what the Lord said. Who makes a person's mouth? Hmm. Who decides whether people speak or they don't speak? Hear or don't hear? See or don't see? <laughs> ah, 
Is that not exactly what I was asking myself? I was saying, Lord, what do I have to say? I get tongue tied. You know, guys, God is going to invite us to do things that we are going to just have all kinds of questions about. I know, Jonathan, you feel like God's inviting you to be a writer. Mm-hmm. What, kind of, what kind of voices do you hear? Golly. Uh, I mean, there's the, it's too late. I'm too old. You know, I'm in my 40s. I should have been pursuing this as a young guy in my 20s. Um, I know people who are published, who are writers. And so there's that, I'll never be as good as them. Or, um, yeah, just, I mean, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. That's, you know. Oh, yeah, there's, and the, the golly, insecurity is so loud when it comes to this. And yet there's a, at the same time, like you talk about an invitation, there is, I've known that invitation my whole life that has just recently begun getting stirred up again, is that I've, I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. I've always wanted to try and, and knowing that God's wired me. Mm-hmm. For 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 more than what I've settled for. Yeah. Well, when I look at uh, when I look at when I look at Nehemiah, you know, his brothers came and started talking about the walls were still down and the people were vulnerable to you know outside uh, you know enemies, and Nehemiah started praying. He started complaining. I mean, he was praying and he was going, "God, fix this, fix this, fix this." Before he knew it, God was inviting him to go fix it. God was inviting. I am, while I was writing this, while I was working on this, I felt specific. Because today, we are struggling for incredible and great leadership. I wrote this, we all like to talk about how it should be. God likes to talk about what you can be. See, we all want to talk about the problems, but we don't all want to go out and participate in In the the solutions. solutions. Yeah. And as I was writing this, I did, I felt like, my goodness, Moses had been in the wilderness for 40 years. He had somewhat built a nice little business. He was moving from here to there and it was working out for him. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, God invites him in a totally new direction. And boy, did the Crook Brothers show up. Mm -hmm. See, I'm, I'm thinking about people across the United States and across our world right now. Where do the governors come from? Where do the mayors come from? Where do the where do the the superintendents come from? Where do I, where do the principals come from? I mean, I think it's so easy in our you know social media world, whatever. Just turn on the news. It's so easy to see the problems, but who who's feeling that? Not mm-hmm. who's feeling that invitation to, you know what? I'm going to tackle this issue. I'm going to step up. 
I'm I'm going to quit pointing fingers yeah. and calling out what's wrong, and I'm going to make a difference. And it could be as little as your family, your community, your neighborhood. It could be as big as government mm-hmm. or your church. Yeah. Well, there's three things that I feel like Moses found um, that he received because he said his yes. And I want to focus on those three today. Okay. One, after he went in and invited Pharaoh to, you know, let the people go. Um, you know, you had the 10, those 10 absolutely incredible, crazy, insane plagues, those, those insane things that took place. And then, you know, finally the Pharaoh lets the people go and they're leaving out of there and uh, they're, they're heading towards the Red Sea. Who got to know God the best out of that whole situation? I would say Moses did. Yeah. See, Moses got to know God firsthand in ways that no one else had the privilege of. Uh, when we walk through the Word of God, there's a number of places where, you know, John 17, 3 says, everlasting life is to know God. Um, you know, it, it talks about, uh, Paul talks about in uh, uh, Philippians, it says, you know, I count everything else as rubbish in light of knowing God. Uh, Colossians 1.10 says, all the while we will grow as we get to know God better and better. There's about five, six more verses that uh, 1 Peter, Second uh, uh, Peter 1 uh, talks about, you know, just getting to know God better and better. Jesus Christ died on the cross so we could know God right. and know him better. Um, Moses got to know God. I've gotten to know God better through saying yes to this podcast. See, when we are invited, God invites us into areas where uh, the waters are deeper, where feet may fail. What do we usually do in those moments? We cry out to God. We say, Lord, help me. Lord, give me insight and wisdom. We have the greatest opportunity in the world in that moment to get to know God better. So that's number one. Number one is to know God better. Number two is that he would increase my capacity in other areas. Where does my perseverance grow? Where does my confidence in God grow and increase? Where does my trust muscle grow? Where, where, does, my, where, do, where does my perseverance and determination and, and, and sticking to it grow? It grows on the journey. It increases. My capacity to handle these things increase along the journey. That doesn't happen sitting in my Bible study. Oh, no, no. I learn about it. But it's it's the walking it out. It's the journey. It's the, yeah, putting the rubber to the road, you know, living out our faith. Yeah. Saying yes to this podcast just like saying yes to a number of other things. Right. Gives me the opportunity to be in a space where there's fear. And where there's where fear is present, there's opportunity to get to know God better. There's opportunity, I tell you, one of the words I didn't say is along the journey these two things get to increase. My boldness and my courage. Mm-hmm. My boldness and my courage. Whew. Man, 
some of you out there, some of you out there, God is inviting you on a journey. He's inviting you to do something. He's inviting you to go someplace. He's inviting you to change a job. He's inviting you to rebuild your marriage. He's inviting you to go back to school. He's inviting you to write that book. He's inviting you. He's inviting you. He's inviting you. And yes, you focus on, first off, you say, who am I? And then you start thinking about the people saying, who are you? And then when God asks a third time, you start thinking about your skill set. I don't have the skills, God. And God's going, but who made you? Who fashioned your tongue? Who fashioned, who, who built you, who designed you? I'm not going to call you into a place that I didn't, I, I didn't have plans for you there. Man, God, God saw Moses parting the Red Sea. He saw, he saw Nehemiah building the wall. But first there had to be an invitation and there had to be this crisis of belief of who the heck am I? Um, this weekend, I saw this one video by Joyce Mayer, and um, she shared this one amazing thing, which I am going to hold on to my life now, henceforth. And it's about worry. Um, she said, worry is the fruit of pride, and the way it plays out in our life is we keep thinking about it the whole time, and we rotate a specific situation or problem in our mind, assuming that if we think it or if we keep thinking about it over like three days, we'll figure out a solution. And she's like, that's worry right there. That is you being so prideful of choosing to think that you can think about it long enough and you can solve the problem. And that's when she says, Nehemiah correctly identified in chapter eight, uh, after he was the governor, um, I think the verse is verse 10, where he said towards the end, uh, do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And what happens when we worry is we let the devil take away the joy of the Lord from us, which is what Nehemiah said, which is a kingdom truth that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that is what you're saying right now. Moses almost let the devil the joy of the Lord but even after having a conversation with God he was like okay I will do it um, and there was less space for the devil to take the joy away yeah yeah oh guys I'm telling you there are some there there are people out there right now you're successful you are super super successful and we need you to be successful but God has a new career for you There are some of you out there, I'm telling you, God's inviting you to be a governor or run for governor, run for Senate, run for Congress, run for mayor, run for superintendent. Stay tuned for part three.